The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shri Sai Baba Chapter 2 Object of Writing the Work In the first chapter, I described Sai Baba's miracle of checking and destroying the epidemic of cholera by grinding wheat and throwing thefler on the outskirts of the village, I heard other miracles of Sai Baba oh my great delight, and this delight burst forth into this poetic work, he also thought that the description of these grand miracles of Sai Baba would be interesting and instructive to his devotees and would removeth their sins, and so I began to write the sacred life and teachings of Sai Baba, the life of the saint, is neither logical nor dialectical, it shows us the true and great path and capacity and boldness in undertaking the work him Adpan thought, that he was not a fit person to undertake the work, he said, I do not know the life of my intimate friend nor do I know my own mind, then how can I write the life of a saint or describe the nature of incarnations, which even the Vedas were unabledo do? One must be a saint himself, before he could know other saints, then how can I describe their glory? To write the Liphi of a saint is the most difficult, though one may as well measure that up of the water of the seven seas, or enclose the sky with cloth trappings I knew that this was the most venturous undertaking which might expose me to ridicule, I, therefore, invoked Sai Babasgras the premier poet saint of Maharashtra, Shri Jnaneshwar Maharaj has stated that the Lord loves those who write the lives of saints, and saints also have a peculiar method of their own of getting the service, which the devotees long for, successfully accomplished, the saints inspire the work, the devotee becomes only an indirect cause or instrument to achieve the end, for instance, in 1700 Shaka year, Thepit Mahapati aspired to write the lives of saints, saints inspired him and got the work done, so also in 1800 Shaka year Dasganu's service was accepted, the former wrote four works backed of Ajaya. Santa Vijaya Bhakta Lilamrit and Santa Kathamrit, while the latter wrote two Bhakta Lilamrit and Santa Kathamrit, in which the lives of modern saints were described, in chapters 31, 32, 33 of Bhakta Lilamrit and in chapter 57 of Santa Kathamrit, the sweet life and teachings of Sai Babur very well depicted, these have been separately published in Sai Lala magazine, numbers, 11, and 12, vol. 17, the readers are advised to read Thesichapters. So also Sai Baba's wonderful leelas are described in a smaldescent book named Shri Sainath Bahana Mala by Mrs. Savitra by Raghunathan Dulkar of Bandra, Das Ganu Maharaj also has composite various sweet poems on Sai Baba, a devotee named Amita's Bhavani Metta has also published some stories of Sri Baba in Guharathi, some numbers, of Sainath Prabha, a magazine published by Dakshina Bhikshus Anstha of Shirdi, are also published, then the question of object Shankams in, that while so many works regarding Sai Baba are extant. Wishold this, Saturita, be written? And where is its necessity the answer is plain and simple, 
The life of Sai Baba is as wide and deep as the infinite ocean, and all can dive deep into the same and take out precious gems of knowledge and bhakti and distribute them to the aspiring public. The stories, parables, and teachings of Sai Baba are very wonderful. They will give peace and happiness to the people who are afflicted with sorrows and heavily loaded with miseries off this worldly existence, and also bestow knowledge and wisdom, both in the worldly and in spiritual domains. If these teachings of Sai Baba which are as interesting and instructive as the Vedic lore are listened edto and meditated upon, the devotees will get what they long for, viz. union with Brahman, mastery in eightfold yoga, bliss of meditation it. So I thought that I should call these stories together that wold my best upasana. This collection would be most delightful to Thassa simple souls whose eyes were not blessed with Sai. Baba's darshana so. I set about collecting Sai Baba's teachings and expressions the outcome of his boundless and natural self-realization. It was Sai Baba who inspired me in this matter. In fact, I surrendered my ego to his feet and thought that my path was clear and that he would make him quite happy here and in the next world I could not myself ask Sai Baba to give me permission for this work. So I requested Mr. Midhavrao Deshpand, alias Shama, Baba's most intimate devotee, to speak to him for me. He pleaded for my cause and said to Sai Baba, this and Asaheb wishes to write your biography don't say that you are a poor begging fakir and there is no necessity to write it, but if you agree and help him, he will write or rather, your F.E.E.T. Grace will accomplish the work, without your consent and blessing nothing can be done successfully. When Sai Baba heard this request, he was moved and blessed me by giving me his yuti, sacred ashes, and placing his boon bestowing hand on my head said, let him make a collection of stories and experiences, keep notes and memos, I will help him, he is only an outward instrument. I should write myself my autobiography and satisfy the wishes of my devotees, he should get rid of his ego, place, or surrender it at my feet, he who acts like this in life him I help the most, what of my life stories. I serve him in his house in all possible ways, when his ego is completely annihilated, and there is left no trace of it, I myself shall enter into him and shall myself write my own life, hearing my stories and teachings will create faith in devotees' hearts, and they will easily get self-realization and bliss, let there be no insistence on establishing one's own view, no attempt to refute others' opinions, no discussions of pros and cons of any, Subject. The word discussion put me in mind of my promise to explain thestery of my getting the title of him Adpent, and now I begin to relate Thesum. I was on close friendly terms with Kakasaheb Dixit and Nanasaheb Chandorkar. They pressed me to go to Shirdi and have Baba's Darshana, and I promised them to do so. 
But something in the interval turned up which prevented me from going to Shirdi. The son of a friend of mine at Lanavala fell ill. My friend tried all possible means, physical and spiritual but the fever would not abate. At length he got his guru to sit by Thebes side of his son. But this too was of no avail. Hearing this, I thought you it was the utility of the guru. If he could not save my friend's son if the guru can't do anything for us, why should I go to Shirdi at all thinking in this way? I postponed my Shirdi trip, but the inevitable must happen. And it happened in my case as follows, Mr. Nanasaheb Chandorkar, who was a Prant officer, was going on tour to Bassane, from Thana he came to Dater and was waiting for a train bound for Bassain in the meanwhile, a Bandra local turned up, he sat in it and came to Bandra and sent for me and took me to task for putting off my shirt trip. Nana's argument for my shirty trip was convincing and delightful and so I decided to start for shirty. The same night, I packed up my luggage and started for Shirdi. I planned to go to Dater and there to catch the train for Manmad, and so I booked myself for Dater and sat in the train. While the train was to start, a Mohammedan came hastily to my compartment and seeing all my paraphernalia, asked me where I was bound to, I told him my plan. He then suggested that I should straight go to Borabinder and not get down at Dater, for the man mid-mail did not get down at Dater at all. If this little miracle or Leela had not happened I would not have reached Shirdi next day as settled, and many doubts would have assailed me, but that was not to be. As fortune favored me I reached Shirdi the next day before 9 or 10 a.m., Mr. Bossaheb, Kaka Dixit was waiting for me there. This was in 1910 AD, when there was only one place, viz. Saith's Wada for lodging pilgrim devotees. After alighting from the Tonga, I was anxious to have Darshana. When Thegriat devotee, Tatyasaheb Nulkar returned from the Masjid and said that Sai Baba was at the corner of the Wada and that I should first jet preliminary darshana and then, after bath, see him at leisure, Haringthus Iran and prostrated before Baba, and then my joy knew no bounds I found more than what Nana Chandorkar had told me, all my senses were satisfied, and I forgot thirst and hunger, the moment I touched Sai Baba's feet, I began a new lease of life, I felt myself much obliged to those who spurt and helped me to get the darshana, and I considered them as my real relatives, and I cannot repay their debt, I only remember them and prostrate, mentally, before them. The peculiarity of Sai Baba's darshana, as I found it, is that by his darshana our thoughts are changed, the force of previous actions, is abated and gradually non-attachment of dispassion towards worldly objects grows up, it is by emirate of actions in many past births that such darshana is got, and if only you see Sai Baba, really all the world becomes 
or assumes the form of Sai Baba hot discussion on the first day of my arrival in Shirdi, there was a discussion between me and Balasaheb Bait regarding the necessity of a guru I contended, why should we lose our freedom and submit to others when we have to do our duty, why a guru is necessary. Anonymous try his best and save himself. What can the guru do to a man who does nothing but sleeps indolently? Thus I pleaded free will while Mr. Bait took up the other side, viz. destiny, and said, whatever's bound to happen must happen, even great men have failed, man proposes one way, but God disposes the other, contrary, way, brush aside your cleverness, pride or egoism won't help you. This discussion with all its pros and cons went on for an hour or so, and as usual no decision was arrived at, we had to stop the discussion ultimately as we were exhausted, the net result of this was that I lost my peace of mind and found that, unless there is strong body consciousness and egoism, there would be no discussion, in other words, it is egoism which breeds discussion then, when we went to the masjid with others, Baba asked Kakasaheb Dixit the following, what was going on in the, saiths, wata? What was the discussion about? And staring at me, Baba further added, what did this him Adpant say hearing these words, I was much surprised, the masjid was at a considerable distance from saiths wata where I was staying, and where the discussion was going on. How could Baba know our discussion unless be omniscient and inner ruler of us all significant, and prophetic Titlay began to think why Sai Baba should call me by the name Himadpant, this word is a corrupt form of Himadrapant, this Himadrapant was a Welknan minister of the kings Mahadev and Dramadev of Devgiri of the Yadav dynasty, he was very learned, good natured and the author of good works, such as Chattervarga Chintamani, dealing with spiritual subjects, and Rajprashasti, he invented and started new methods of accounts, and was the originator of the Modi, Marathishartand, script, but I was quite the opposite, an ignoramus, an oftal, mediocre intellect, so I could not understand why the name Ertitli was conferred upon me, but thinking seriously upon it, I thought that that it'll was a dart to destroy my ego, so that, I should always remain meek and humble, it was also a compliment paid to me for the cleverness in the discussion looking to the future history, we think that Baba's word, Kalingmer, Dabholkar by the name him Adpent, was significant and prophetic, as we find that he looked after the management of Sai Sanstan very intelligently, kept nicely all the accounts, and was also the author of such a good work Sai Saturita, which deals with such important and spiritual subjects as Jnana, Bhakti, and dispassion self-surrender and self-realization about the necessity of a guru him Adpant has left. No note, no memo about what Baba said regarding this subject but Kakasaheb Dixit has published his notes regarding this matter. Next day after Himadpant's meeting with Sai Baba Kakasaheb, 
went to Baba and asked whether he should leave Shirdi. Baba said, yes. Then someone asked, Baba, where to go? Baba said high up. Then the man said, how is the way? Baba said, there are many ways leading there, there is one way also from here, Shirdi. The way is difficult, there are tigers and wolves in the jungles on the way. I, Kakasaheb, asked, but Baba, what if we take a guide with us? Baba answered, then there is no difficulty, the guide will take Yao straight to your destination, avoiding wolves, tigers, and ditches, etc. Onth way, if there be no guide, there is the danger of your being lost in the jungles or falling into ditches. Mr. Dubholker was present on this occasion and he thought that this was the answer Baba gave to the question whether Guru was a necessity. Vide Sai Lila Volume 1, Number 5, Page 47 And he thereupon took the hint that no discussion of the problem, whether man is free or bound, is of any use in spiritual matters, but that on the contrary real Paramartha is possible only as the result of the teachings of the Guru, as is illustrated in this chapter of the original work in the instances of great avatars like Rama and Krishna, who had to submit themselves to their gurus, Vasishtha and Sandipani respectively. Forgetting self-realization and that the only virtues necessary for such progress are faith and patience, Vaidsaisacharita, Chapter 2. 191-92 Bow to Shri Sai, Peace be to all.